I feel very thankful for the people that I've admired and emulated and have been role models to me who are in their 70s and 80s and 90s and are serving God with zeal and passion and are making a difference in the lives of others. And I have always admired that. Even when I was in my 20s, I had people in my 80s that I was looking to and wanting to model my life after. And so I would say that the worst thing that you could do as you get older is to discount the value of your contribution. This is the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast with tips, tools, and biblical truth to build your brand, business, or ministry. If you're a Christian speaker, writer, coach, or entrepreneur, this is the podcast you've been praying for. Get ready to increase your impact, income, and influence. Here are your hosts, the mother, her son, and his wife doing business, ministry, and life to shape the culture for Christ. Tamara Lowe, Zach Lowe, and Jillian Lowe. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast. We have a very special episode for a very special birthday girl in the house. Today is our very own Coach Tamara's 60th birthday. That's right. My mom, Coach Tam, she's 60. It's hard to believe. And we've got a fun, a fun episode planned for you guys. We're actually going to do some live Q&A from our inner circle members here who want to get some of that six decades of birthday wisdom. So Coach Tam, do you want me to just kick us off with our first question? Let's go. Here, here. All right. Here we go. Coach Tam, this is from Rhonda. If you could go back and give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would you tell yourself? I would give myself a good pep talk. Because when I think of my younger self, like I think of all the challenges that I faced. I think of all the challenges of, of new motherhood, of growing a business, of financial challenges. I think of some health challenges. So if I could go back and talk to my younger self, I would tell my younger self, you're going to look great at 60. <laughs> That's a joke. I would tell myself, I would say, no, you're going to get through this. God is going to be faithful. You're going to be so surprised when you come out the other side and you're able to see it with the perspective of hindsight, just how much God was doing in that time, how much you learned, how much you you grew, how God blessed you and prospered you through it and what you thought of as a trial, what you thought of as a challenge was really just a big setup for blessing and prosperity and wonderful new gifts and seasons in your life. And I would I would just say you're wasting your worry. That's what I would say to my younger son and to you. Good pep talk. I love it. I love it. Sure. Honey, do you have honey, do you have a question for Coach Tate? Uh, yes, I do. I like this question. So this is from Todd and Todd says I'm 55 years old. Since you're 60, Coach Tam, I wanted to know what's the hardest thing for you when it comes to just keeping up your energy to keep working daily, to keep moving on, to keep pressing through season to season, instead of kind of just like sit back, relax, and ease into retirement. He says, my wife wants me to completely retire, but I want to keep going. I want to keep building my business and seeing lives be changed. He says, I'm more fired up about my future than I have ever been before. 
So what is your secret sauce? Well, I think I think both you and your wife have um, different pieces of the same puzzle. I think I think that um, it's wisdom, like your wife is saying, to to pull back sometimes, to enjoy life, to pace yourself properly. And I think that it is also wisdom to continue to contribute because if you have the energy and zeal for that, I think that that's part of your calling. And um, if if I could just speak specifically to you and to to your question, I would say that it's really important to make your wife feel heard. Like I, you know, sometimes I feel like that that's we we so often want to solve problems, but sometimes the other party just needs to feel heard. And so I think that you can collaborate to say, okay, we both have different desires, but we're one. So how are we going to merge our our two desires into into one fun path? And so it's going to mean that you're going to have to pull back, spend time with her, make her feel heard, seen, appreciated, um, and loved, and then she will feel more of the freedom to you know let you press forward. And maybe you can say, hey, I'd like you to to come with me. I want you to have a part, just like I'm having a part in your playtime. I want you to have a part in my ministry and work time, and that could be. A great way for you guys to even draw closer in your marriage. It could be like a little relationship project. I love it. Yeah, that's okay. good. So good. All right, Coach Tan, let me bring up your birthday twin, Claire Lewis, who you share a birthday with. She's 37 today. And the first question I asked you is, you know, if you could go back, um, mm-hmm. what would you tell yourself? So Claire is saying, if you could go back in time and be 37 again, what would you do differently if i could because i'm thinking about you know when i think about my life i I'll often mark it with where were my children at that point you know so at that point my my firstborn was uh seven so this is the first time and only time in our lives when zach and i are um i'm double his age 30 and 60 30 and 60 this will be the only time in our lives that this will happen so he was seven, and I had a two-year-old. And um, I, I, I would say this, and I, and Zach has so much wisdom. I'm, I'm really picking up on some of, some of the things that I've heard him say is that, that life is short. We all hear that, but life is also long. There's, and there's seasons in life. And if you're, if you're not happy in the season that you're in, that's okay. Another season is coming, but, but enjoy this season that you're in. Like bow your knee to the season that God has you in right now. So when I was in that mother season, I was pushing other people forward. I was doing a lot of work behind the scenes, but I was really giving myself a lot to my children. And and um and I didn't, you know, I know some women feel really called to motherhood, like that's their full-time call. That's, you know, they don't have a call outside of that. That's the thing that they're called to. And I think that it's it's wisdom to give yourself to that call. I I felt that was part of my call. I didn't feel like that was my full call to just, you know, fully devote myself to motherhood all the days of my life. So there were things that I wanted to do at 37 that I felt like it wasn't the season, it wasn't the timing and and it's, you know, it's easy when you're in a in a kind of waiting season, a holding season, a, a you know, place where you feel kind of maybe put on the shelf a little bit. And I think that everybody who is really really called of God goes through those those seasons. You look at 
Moses on the backside of the desert, Paul on the backside of the desert, uh, Elijah in the desert, Jonah in the desert, right? And so we all kind of go through those desert seasons, right? Where where it just feels like God, you know, you called me to something and I'm I'm not doing it. I think of that as 37. That was my 37 is that, you know, I'm called to do some things, but this isn't the timing, this isn't the season. So I think the wisdom for that season is what is here? What what have you got for me here because you've got something for me here. And it's it's going to take patient endurance on my part and it's going to take kind of like mining the field like what's in the field right now that you want to speak to me about what do you want to show me and not waste that season in the desert because there's there's beautiful things right there's beautiful things that that happen during those seasons and mostly you don't see them till you're till you're out of that season but if you can enjoy that season while you're in it and seek god for what do you have for me here instead of you know, kind of chomping at the bit for what is in my future and and being unhappy and discontent for where you're at right now, you're going to get through it with a lot more joy and come out of it with a lot more fruit. Mm, so good. I love that. Great, great question. Great answer. Honey, do you have a question? I've got a couple of business ones I'm going to bring up next, but do you have any that you want to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have two. So, you know, Emily had a great question about just kind of as you come into the more mature seasons of life and connect with, you know, younger generations. And I, you know, I'm going to kind of take a little bit of a twist off of this, Emily. I hope that's okay. But what would you say, Coach Tam, to people who are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond in terms of communication and impartation? Because I think that that is so important, whether it's people we're ministering to, speaking to, whether it's our own children, our grandchildren, you know, it's, I think it's interesting because they have so many competing voices um, around them. Do you have any thoughts about how you communicate to those that are kind of in their 30s and younger? And what do you believe is like maybe some of the the greatest things you felt the Lord called you to impart to a generation that is is where, you know, your son is at, um, where I am at. Like, what would you say about that, the bridging the gap there and what to communicate, how to communicate it and what to impart? I'll tell you, I actually feel very joyous and peaceful about about going into my sixth decade on this planet or would it be seven Zach seventh decade you've completed six okay my seventh decade going in I kind of like that better even you know seven's that good number um so I feel very joyous about it and I feel very thankful for the people that I've admired and emulated and have been role models to me who are in their 70s and 80s and 90s and are serving God with zeal and passion and are making a difference in the lives of others. And I have always admired that. Even when I was in my 20s, I had people in my 80s that I was looking to and wanting to model my life after. And so I would say that the worst thing that you could do as you get older is to discount the value of your contribution. And I was I was telling somebody the other day about our very first Kingdom Builder of the Year is Pastor Don Clowers. In 2019, we awarded our 
our very first Kingdom Builder of the Year award to Pastor Don. When when I met Don, he was probably 75 years old. And uh, he said to me, Tamara, I love what you're doing. And if I were younger, I would love to study with you. I would love to learn from you. He said, but you know, now I'm too old. I'm wrapping up my ministry and my members are dying and I'm just kind of, you know, getting ready to. And I said, Don, um, should I dig a hole? I mean, like, it seems to me like you're still breathing. Like, if you're if you're not dead, God's not done. Like, you're here for a purpose. You're here on purpose. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. You've got you've got a purpose if you're still here. And so he began to work with us in Kingdom Builders Academy. And he he said, well, he said, you know, I've I've written I've written my books. I've spoken on my stages. I've built the big mega church. I just feel like everything's winding down. And I said, you know, I believe that the very best years of ministry are ahead of you, not behind you. And um, I said, Don, I noticed that you're doing a, you're doing a, a little webinar each week. He goes, yeah, that's for my shut-ins. I have about 20 people who watch me each week because they can't get out of the house to go to church. So I do that for them. And I said, well, as long as you're doing it, wouldn't you like to reach more people? And he said, yeah, I think I would. And so I said, well, why don't you come into my inner circle? Why don't you just learn from me and let's see what God does? And do you know that in the first year in inner circle, he went from 20 people watching his webinar to 300,000. And he now pastors the largest church in the world online for, for seniors. And he's enjoying his life like he never has before. He's making the greatest contribution that he ever has. He had written a bunch of books but he had never written a best-selling book. And here he is in his mid-70s writing his very first best-selling book and seeing that hit the bestseller list. So I, I would just say, you know, Jesus said, however you judge, your judgment is going to come back on you. So why would you judge yourself as being too old or too young or or too anything? Why would you do that if your judgment is going to stick to you? It's, it's just a simple switch that you flip and you go, oh, you know what? These are the best years of my life. I'm going to be more productive. I'm going to be healthier. I'm going to be more energetic. I'm going to give myself in a greater way to the call of God. I am going to be a role model. I'm going to be a leader. I am going to inspire others. Why not talk to yourself like that? If you're telling yourself, oh, I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm not the right skin color. I don't have money. Well, be careful because that's going to stick to you. You don't want that to stick to you. Change your mind, change your confession, change your belief. You can do that. It's so simple. It doesn't cost you anything. You just simply flip that switch and go, nope, I disagree with that. Whoever said that, nope, that's not me anymore. I'm somebody new. I'm somebody better. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That's a good word. And and I would say I think it's important that you you stay in that place that you just talked about because I'll tell you that, you know, people that are younger that could be receiving from you, it's really hard to receive from someone who's like really grouchy and kind of shut down and like not engaging or enthusiastic about life. Like they look like their hope is really diminished or so it's like, man, it really is important. And for those of you who are older, I did see it in the chat that it was like, oh, I'm getting younger clients. I can't imagine this is the best time in your life to get younger clients. If you are in your 50s, 60s, your 70s, 
Think about the wealth of wisdom that you carry. Yeah. Think about the knowledge and the experience and the know-how. The world is in a crazy place right now. You are a stabilizer. You yeah. are a force yeah. good. You carry the kingdom within you. Let it be imparted to the people around you. But if you are like a party pooper, I mean, if you don't show joy, if you don't show excitement and enthusiasm about life, like people are not going to draw near to you. So I totally agree. Make sure you flip that switch and stay alight because just because you turn 50 and beyond, like it should be the best years of your life and it yeah. should be the big blessing for everyone around you. Like it should be a double-edged sword of blessing. That's what that's what I think. Yeah, yeah that was Pam in the I'm chat. Just said. Myself. I'm just prepping myself for my 50s and my 60s. <laughs> Yeah, as Pam in the chat who said, I got a client 40 years younger than me. I didn't see that coming. And it's such a, a good point, you know, to everybody listening that like not everybody who's called to help people and to, to create an income, be an author, speaker, coach, things that we help people do. Not everybody's called to have, you know, hundreds of students and thousands of students and like build like some big academy like Kingdom Builders. But I feel like everybody is called to have like 12 disciples. You know, everybody's sure. called to have like a small, small mentorship group. You know, you can have five, 10, 12 clients that pay, you know, 500 bucks a month or something like that to have you coach them, to walk with them through their journey. That's just something that that I feel everybody should do. And especially as you get into your 50s, 60s and 70s. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say too, like that, I feel like that I'm I'm healthier now than I was 10 years ago. I'm in a in a much happier and better place than I was 10 years ago, even 20 years ago. Um, in my 50s, I got married at 55. I got married and started a whole new new chapter of my life. And I I just kind of feel like that that um, you know, as you get older, you have really more options. They say they've done all these social studies and and so on, and found that really the most prosperous years for people are in their 70s. That's when they make the most money in their 70s of their whole lifetime. So for those of you who are 50 plus, you've got so much to look forward to. You really do. Yeah, so good. All right, I've got a couple of business questions looking back at the, at the past and going forward at the future of Kingdom Builders. So Melissa asked, hi, beautiful coach Tam, how did you know that God called you specifically into this ministry and how did God affirm this to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was I was thinking about this earlier this morning is that because I thought we were doing another topic. This is a surprise, surprise birthday episode of, of our podcast. I thought we were doing a different a different topic, but I was thinking that um, one of the best skills that you can develop is learning how to hear the voice of God. And you don't hear the voice of God in a frenetic kind of panicked state. That's not really how how the Holy Spirit speaks. Like the Holy Spirit doesn't speak in the wind and the earthquake, you know, all of that stuff. He speaks in a gentle whisper. And so it's important that we learn how to quiet ourselves and and learn how to test the spirits to see if if they're from God. So um for me when when I heard God speak, I knew the voice of God because I had spent many decades honing that and I still do. I still do on a daily basis. I'm saying, Holy Spirit, could you counsel me about this or that situation? 
and we're having a conversation. I remember yesterday something happened where I had to have an encounter with somebody and I didn't think that it was going to go well. And I started imagining how this person was going to respond when I had this conversation that I thought was going to be difficult. And as I was thinking those things, I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit very gently. He just said, that's not going to happen. And I was like, oh, well, I don't have to spend any more time worried about that, right? So I, um, the way that, that God spoke to me about starting Kingdom Builders Academy, it really came in a, in a very tragic part of my life where I was very um, heartbroken. I had gone through a very, very bitter and brutal divorce, and I had um, lost everything. I, you know, I lost my reputation, I'd lost my ministry, I'd lost my family, and I was seeking the Lord as to what I should do next. Well, when you do that, be prepared. If you hear, be prepared to obey, right? So I heard God say, I want you to equip emerging Christian leaders who want to be speakers and authors and coaches and influencers, entrepreneurs, ministers, teach them what you've learned in a lifetime of being successful in this space that so many people struggle in. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. My first thought was, it's not good timing. Like, I, I don't, I feel depleted. I don't have the money to do what I'm being called to do. Like, honestly, that's really what, what I felt and what I thought. I was already gassed out. I, I was already coasting on fumes. I did not have the energy to engage in that kind of startup activity. But that's what God said. And so after I went through my list of excuses, and, and by the way, if you look at the Bible, the Bible is full of people who had lots of excuses. Moses couldn't speak. Gideon was the least of the least. Um, you know, Jeremiah was too young. There, there's all kinds of reasons not to do what God calls you to do, but there's one reason to do why God calls you to do the thing that you're called to do. That one reason is because he's God and you're not. He's God and you're, you're his servant. That's the one and only reason you need to do what God has called you to do. So after I kind of, uh, you know, made my list of excuses and reasons why I didn't think it was a good idea to do those things, then I ended up saying, yes, sir. Okay, sir. I'll do it, sir. Show me how. And, and I did. So, um, I hope that's, I hope that's beneficial to you guys. Yeah, I love that. And then the second part of the question was, how did God affirm it to you along the way? What did you take as kind of like the clues that, you know, I'm walking in what God has called me to do? Mm -hmm. Well, I actually, before God spoke to me about that, um, I mean, I'm talking like maybe hours before, had written a um, a resignation letter. I wrote a, a resignation letter to God. I said, thank you for all the opportunity that you've given me. And I've really been so blessed by being a speaker and building businesses and leading people to Christ. And, um, you know, just thank you. I'm so grateful. And now I hereby resign. I resign from ministry. And um, I, I've never in my life, I don't know if anyone else can say, oh, yeah, I know someone who actually wrote God a resignation letter. She was very polite. She thanked him for everything. She learned a lot, lots of experience. But she was just saying, and now, and now I'm done. Thank you so much. 
Um, I'm I'm going to be moving on. Like that's amazing to me that you know I think it speaks beautifully about your relationship with the Lord too. That you really walked intimately with the Lord because I just don't I don't think that someone who's not like closed is going to have that kind of like um, dialogue, but so open and transparent. Like I just thought that showed so much intimacy that you had with the Holy Spirit. But it does make me laugh out loud because it was just like you just gave your perfect example when you said like he's God and you're not. But yet here you were pinning, pinning your um so long, your dear John letter to God. I love you, but as far as me in the ministry, it's say la vie, bon voyage, thank you, and good night. But that was not God's plan for you. And you know what was so rude about it, honestly? Um, when my kids were growing up, uh, if if they were ever not polite, I would go rude low, rude low. So I was so rude low. I I didn't even give two weeks notice. I was like effective immediately. Effective immediately, I quit. And uh, I'm not training anyone to take over my position. I'm not giving you the password to my email. I'm I am not. I am done. I am gone to all my accounts. Um. So, but. But the confirmation then after after um, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I want you to equip emerging Christian leaders with these skills and make it easier for them, show them how to make money with their gift. Um, wow, that's, you know, that's probably blowing some people's minds. Like the Holy Spirit talks to you about making money. He does. And um, so but but then very shortly after that, I don't remember the chronology exactly if it was that day, probably was that day. Um uh, Lance Wall now called me and he said, mm. hey, TM, I hear about what's been going on in your life and what are you going to do next? And I said, oh, I resigned. And he got <laughs> you called at the perfect time. I have an update. <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, I wrote a I wrote a resignation letter to God. And I basically I've been fruitful and multiplied. I've won lots of people to the Lord. I've written books. I've done it all. I've done it. I've done it. So I'm resigning. And he goes, Tamara. That is not the will of God for you. And I said, well, Lance, I'm starting to get the impression that God is not accepting my letter of resignation because he's given me a new mandate and vision. And he said, tell me about that. And so I told him about it. And he goes, you must come and speak at my next event. I need you to speak on this topic. And I said, well, when's your, when's your event? And he said, it's in two weeks in Dallas, Texas. And I said, Lance. God just spoke to me like five minutes ago. Like I, this, I, I have nothing. I have nothing. But he's very persuasive. And so there I was two weeks later speaking on his stage, introducing a product that I had not even outlined. Eh, that's not true. I outlined it a little bit for the presentation. So, uh, but I sold boot camp when boot camp wasn't even, was barely a twinkle in my eye. And people got up and they purchased this $2,000 program. And then I was like, wow, I have $100,000 of other people's money and nothing will motivate you like having people's money and knowing they're expecting something from you. And so I had told them, I said, we're going to start in two weeks. In two weeks, we're going to start this coaching adventure. And then I thought, wow, I got two weeks to get my act together. And so I... I started writing the scripts to film the videos for boot camp. I wrote on Mondays and Tuesdays. I wrote the scripts. On Wednesday, I filmed it. Now I had a little bit of money that I could buy the video equipment. I still couldn't afford an editor. So I taught myself how to video edit. And on Thursday, I video edited. And then on Friday, I uploaded to the portal. 
And then on Saturday, I did a live group coaching call with my first group of students, and I stayed two weeks ahead of them. I did I did six modules for boot camp and just stayed two weeks ahead of them. And um, so, you know, when when God calls you to do something and He confirms it, like He did He did through Lance, um, and you know, sometimes you don't even get the gift of of confirmation. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes God is just calling you to walk by faith and there's nobody there saying, you know, Abraham, I feel God is calling you to a land whose maker and builder is God. You should go and do that. Abraham didn't have that. He got a word from God and he acted on it, right? So when you get a word from God, act on it. You know, and I think it's good to seek confirmation. I like confirmation. I really do. So, um, but the the key is, you know, like you got you got to move on the word from God. You can't just get a word from God. Somebody prophesies over you and says, you know, you're called to this, that, and the other thing, and it's a confirming word to you. You're like, I felt that too. Well, now you're you going to sit on that? You're going to sit on that? Because there's two kinds of people. There are kingdom builders. They're the ones who do what God calls them to do. And there are people that I call constant brooders. They're not kingdom builders. They're constant brooders. Do you know what a brooder is? Do you know what brooding is? That's what chickens do when they sit on an egg. They just sit there. They just sit there, sit there, sit there, sit there, sit there, waiting for something to hatch. And you know what? If that egg does not hatch, they don't move. They will die there. Like a farmer has to intervene and take the egg away, make the chicken eat or drink, because it will sit there and not do anything until it dies. That's what a constant brooder does. A constant brooder is like, I'm probably too old. I'm probably too young. I don't have the money to do this. My my kids are going to think I'm stupid and I'm crazy. My family's going to criticize me if I step out and write this book or start coaching people. They're going to say, who do you think you are? And who am I actually? How? Who's going to listen to me? That's a constant brooder. But you know what it isn't? It's a king, not a kingdom builder because a kingdom builder is going to actually do something with the word from God. So you got to do something. You got to take action when God speaks to you or you'll die with your dreams and then you're going to answer to God for why you buried the talent instead of multiplying it. And that's a scary, that's a scary thought. So you don't want to do that. Amen. Yeah. Good word. Good word. All right, Coach Tim, last question. We'll get you out of here on this from Deborah B. What is your personal and or KBA vision for the next five to 10 years? I have something for you that has been quite some time in the in the incubator actually and it's it's in my heart it's in zach's heart we have the same vision on this it's something that we've talked about extensively over the years and um i don't think i can announce it today but all the pieces are lining up and coming together where we are going to be able to offer you our inner circle and you our listeners an experience that does not exist on the earth today to equip you at a higher level, faster, super cost effectively. You're going to be lit up when we're able to announce this thing. And I'll tell you, I was I was speaking to um, I was speaking to somebody about this who's a, in an integral part of making this vision come together. And I said, um, listen to this story. I said, this is so funny. Um, I said, my husband and I. We usually will eat like Chinese food twice a month, something like that. We'll just order in Chinese. And I said, in the seven years that I've known my husband, 
every time we eat Chinese food, he opens up the fortune cookie and he reads the fortune cookie to me. Every time over seven years, I open up the fortune cookie and I eat the cookie and I throw away the fortune. I've never in seven years read the fortune. And um, I said the other night to my husband, we were sitting out on on the porch watching our little hummingbirds and and we were eating Chinese food. And I said, I'm going to do something right now that you have never seen me do. And he said, what's that? I said, I'm going to read my fortune cookie. And why did I say that? Well, I must have been inspired by God. I don't know. So I opened up the cookie and I read the fortune and it said something exciting, an exciting opportunity, an exciting opportunity is coming your way. And I thought, well, I'm, you know, I'm not going to consider that a word from God, but I can receive that. Okay, yes. And so I had a second cookie and I said, now I'm going to open up the second cookie. And I opened up the cookie and I read the fortune and it said, an exciting opportunity is coming your way. It was the same point and twice, twice. And um, so I was I was telling one of our partners that we're working on this thing that we're not announcing to you, but stay tuned, stay tuned, because when you hear it, you're going to be so excited. So he said to me, he said, well, Tamara, he said, God can speak through a donkey. He said, I think that was a word from God for you. And That's right. He heard me through a fortune cookie, too. I forgot the question, but I thought that was a fun story. Yeah, it's about about vision for the next next to five to ten years. So it's kind of stay tuned, right? Because it's something that we've got we've got something big that we're developing behind the scenes yeah. that we'll be announcing in the in the coming weeks and months. So I love this I love this episode with you, Coach Tam. Thank you for allowing this on your birthday to minister to us in this way. Happy well. birthday! Love you. Thank you. Yeah. Love you guys too. Happy birthday, Coach Tam. All right, guys, we love you. We'll see you next week on the KBA podcast. Bye, everyone. Hi, this is Tamara Lowe, founder of Kingdom Builders Academy, here with a free gift for you, our loyal podcast listener. We're giving away free copies of my newest book, On Purpose, How to Find, Fund, and Fulfill Your Purpose. You can download your free copy right now at onpurposebook.com. That's www.onpurposebook.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast today. Join us again for our next exciting episode.